1: Foundations. Ruth was a Moabite. She was a pagan Gentile woman. Mm. She says to Naomi, after both their husbands had died, she said, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. She converted.
0: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've learned in previous programs that the feasts of the Lord have incredible significance, not only to understand Jewish culture, but how they present Jesus as our Messiah. We're going to start learning about the Feast of Shavuot, or the Feast of Pentecost, and how this feast is especially important to Gentile believers.
1: It's actually very important to Gentile believers, although there are many believers, Gentile believers who don't realize why it's so important. And I would also go so far as to say there are a lot of Jewish people who don't realize why it's so important from a prophetic perspective or with, with you to Messiah being its fulfillment. If you read in Deuteronomy twenty-three, fifteen to 17, it says, You shall also count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day when you brought in the sheaf of the wave offering, there shall be seven complete Sabbaths. "'You shall count fifty days to the day after the seventh Sabbath, "'and then you shall present a new grain offering to the Lord, "'and you shall bring it in from your dwelling places two loaves of bread "'for a wave offering made of two-tenths of an ephah, "'and they shall be of fine flour baked with leaven.'" As first fruits to the Lord Now, mm,
0: That's very significant isn't it's it? It's very
1: significant because it's the only feast of the Lord Where leaven is required within the bread yeah. And two loaves okay, And so, are they
0: physically waving it? What's, yeah, what's the do. wave offering? Yeah
1: they do I mean to us it sounds really really <laughs> bizarre To stand there and wave a loaf of bread in the air um, But yeah they were to wave this as an offering before mm. the Lord And um, I will confess to you now That I actually don't know what the significance of the wave mm. offering is But they're mentioned numerous times It's not a the Mexican offering. wave It's a bread wave. It's a bread wave. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, today, for the Feast of Shavuot, they have uh, four species of plant that they um, weave together, uh, and they actually wave that at certain times during the Feast of Shavuot. It's really quite amazing to actually watch. Shavuot means weeks, and it marks the culmination of the experience of redemption, sometimes called the Atzeret Pesach. That's the conclusion of the Passover, okay, so since the Great Exodus from Egypt was intended to lead to a revelation of and Mount Sinai of the law. The whole purpose of this entire process from Passover all the way to Shavuot was the redemption, the mm. deliverance, and it was to lead to this revelation or the giving of the law. That's the fifty days that's talked yeah. about in that verse we just read in Deuteronomy.
0: And, of course, Pentecost just means that, doesn't it? Pente is
1: 50. Exactly. That's all it means. It it just means 50 days. Okay, Shavuot, the word Shavuah is week. Shavuot is weeks, plural. So Shavuot is the Feast of Weeks. That's why he's talking about seven Sabbaths, seven weeks. Passover brought deliverance, and that was culminating in the Feast of Shavuot when they were given the law. So God took the Jews out of Egypt, They would be his own special treasured possession, holy and separate from all the pagan cultures around about them. But in order to teach them, in order for them to understand what was right, wrong and acceptable, he had to give them the law. There's a word that's often used by a lot of different Messianic teachers. It's called the Moedim, and that means appointed times. And these are appointed times, these feasts of the Lord, and they're all connected to the event of Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, and you get to um, Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. Then you go into Rosh Hashanah, which is your Jewish New Year, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and and then um, and the last one, Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles, there you go. They're all <laughs> the Moadim, the appointed times. Now, the sages, Jewish sages, they believe that the new moon, which is in the month of Nisan, marks the start of this sacred time. Again, we're talking about Passover and how there's this progression through these feasts. Again, Day of Unleavened Bread remembers the exodus. Then you've got the first fruits. And then you've got this feast of weeks to bring the law because the law is sacred. And we we often sort of look a little down on the Jewish people because you're so caught up in the law. But even Paul said the law is holy. Mm. And and I once heard a, a preacher say that the law doesn't make us ugly. It just shows us that we are. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. So it's, it's a mirror, isn't it? That's how it works. It's
1: a mirror. And we've got to not look with distaste or disgust at God's law because it's holy. Mm. And recognize we're supposed to measure ourselves by it and realize yeah. how far we fall short. And that's why we need a Savior. Like I said before, Shavuot means weak. If I was to say to you in... Um, in Hebrew, uh, boker tov, I'm saying good morning to you. Boker is morning, tov is good. So they say the reverse of what we do. We mm-hmm. say good morning. They say morning, good. If I was to say shavuot tov, I'm saying week, good, have a good week. Uh, right. Okay, so shavuot is the plural, so that's meaning weeks. We mentioned in previous episodes about the feast of first fruits and how the farmer would actually put a, some kind of a a rope or tie around the first portions of his crop that was beginning to ripen and that would become part of his offering. Everything about the feast you find has to do with agriculture of some description. Remember when you read the parables in the New Testament you find that the Bible is described or the Word of God is described as seed that Mm. is sown. So again you've got this agricultural picture of the Word of God is this seed and what is seed for? It's food, it's what nourishes us it's what keeps us sustaining our lives Mm. okay so you keep that in mind then you come to this unusual portion of the feast of shavuot about bread it has to be leavened there are two loaves but it has to be leavened bread which is unheard of
0: Mm, because i guess all the other feasts uh, the stipulation is for unleavened bread isn't it
1: Well, leaven represents sin and how sin can corrupt and can puff everything up and it conveyed every portion Mm. of of the loaf of bread. In this case, you've got to have the leaven and bring them both in. So if you look at the Jews from the perspective of they had to be separate from the Gentile world because the Gentile world was considered to be sinful and corrupt. They didn't know God. Mm. God called his people to be separate. So that was like take the leaven out from among you. So we might think that's a little bit offensive, but hey, for symbology purposes, it's perfect. The Gentile world, which doesn't know God, which is corrupted and overruled by sin, the Jewish people were to remain separate from. But here we see this imagery of this sinful Gentile people yeah. being brought in mm. as an offering. So you've got these the two. You've got two loaves of bread, the Jew and the Gentile, both being brought and presented to God. That's why when we read about the Feast of Pentecost in the New Covenant, most people don't realize it's the Feast of Pentecost. They yeah, just call right. it the, the event of Pentecost. But it was the Feast of Weeks, Shavuot. That's
0: right. And, of course, it's the birth of the church there in Acts chapter 2. It's the the Gentile church being born, isn't it?
1: That's true to a point because there were no Gentiles at that particular point. They were all mm. Jewish. But what it was doing, if you, you read in Jeremiah 31, it talks about God says, I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, and I'm going to put my laws on their hearts. So it's going to be about having the law within them and obeying it from this position of love and devotion as opposed to having the law on tablets of stone where I'm perfunctorily going through the process of keeping rule and ritual because I have to fulfill my duty. So now it's going to be internal. So what you've got in... The Feast of Pentecost that we read about in Acts chapter 2, yes, that was the birth of the church, but they were all due at the time. But the Feast of Pentecost is about these two loaves of bread with the leaven inside of them presented to God. And Paul talks about them being the two being brought together to be one new man. Mm.
0: So, you can really start to see the significance of this for both the Jew and the Gentile. A question though what does the book of Ruth have to do with this? Because I know that that's a book that is read during this feast by the Jews.
1: And they say because there's a lot of agriculture mentioned in the book of Ruth. But here's what's really fascinating about the book of Ruth. Ruth was a Moabitess. She was a pagan Gentile woman. Mm. She says to Naomi, after both their husbands had died, she said, Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. She converted. She was accepted into the Commonwealth of Israel. She was a Gentile who married a Jewish groom who was her kinsman redeemer. So I don't know if that's setting (laughs) off any kind of parallels or, you know, symbology to you. But you've got a Jewish groom who accepts a Gentile bride and welcomes this Gentile into the people of God. And the fact that they read this story at the Feast of Pentecost is incredibly significant. Yeah. we'll
0: we'll explore that some more in the next program, continuing to learn about the significance of the Feast of Shavuot, or as we know it, the Feast of Pentecost, and what does Ruth have to do with it all. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.